when you're meant to fulfill something and you are so clear on what you want as a human being, not clear intellectually, you just know you are meant to do the thing, the universe has your back. Welcome to the Pragmatic Soul Searcher podcast, where we cover all things life, mindset, and manifestation in ways that make your logical mind sing. I'm Ellie Wang, international actor, singer, entrepreneur, and mindset alignment coach, and I'm finally out of the decade-long spiritual closet to share with you all of life's truths and hacks. So if you're ready to level up, it's time for the best ride of your life. Hello, hello, my beautiful pragmatic soul searcher, and welcome back to episode 10. I mean, we are in double digits. That is insane. It feels as though it was merely yesterday where I decided to start up a podcast so that I could provide some inspiration to you. I could also be that gal pal that entertains you, that supports you as you go about your day. However, at the same time, I feel as though so much has happened since the day I decided to start a podcast. In fact, if you're somebody who's accelerating in life or you're working on your personal development and you are very consciously aware of growing a business or growing a relationship, whatever it is you're working on, you'll start to realize that you are expanding at an exponential rate, moment to moment, day to day. And how I actually started this podcast launch was I batched eight episodes off the bat. And so when you batch content and time goes by, i.e. every single week, one episode is released, meaning we are now looking at over two months worth since I had batched that content, I am listening back to a version of myself who was incredibly different merely two months ago. Because I am building my business constantly, I'm also coaching clients. A lot of the data that I'm getting in order to better myself, to serve others, to expand my business, every time I expand my business, I'm looking at a lot of limiting belief systems. There's also been a lot of personal events that have happened because everything is interconnected. When things start to go well in one aspect of your life, other things in your life start to follow suit. And it will also offer you opportunities to face things that maybe you haven't faced before, face certain insecurities that maybe hadn't come up before. So if you're looking at a span of time of two two months. It's a lot of work that I had been going through, a lot of expansion, a lot of growth, a lot of evolution. And so when episode eight came out, I remember listening to myself thinking, wow, I would have said that totally different. Or why did I structure it this way? It was really interesting to listen. But here's the thing. If you're somebody who's pulling out an old video, which I highly encourage you to do because it is at the end of of the day pretty fun to listen to yourself or maybe you have an old recording in your phone whatever it is sometimes it will tell you wow I have come so far and if you are cringing it's a good sign it means you have grown you have evolved you have gone through beautiful expansion but you also have to trust that the person you were then and 
the divine timing of say when this episode came out is going to be helpful for the people who needed to hear it in that way. Does that make sense? And so here I am in trust mode. I tried not to judge myself, but I am definitely a different version of who I am. Not someone different, just a, a more expanded version of me. So without further ado, because it is double digits, I would love to celebrate by sharing you some cool, fun manifestation stories that my husband and I have experienced. The beautiful thing about stories is that it's very different from learning something just through theory. Because if you are not fully aware of your experiences in your life and what they actually mean, what they're actually communicating to you, it can be very difficult to apply a new theory without knowing the full connection to how you are experiencing your current circumstance. So if you're listening, however, to somebody else's experience, it's a lot easier. You can say, wow, if it's possible for that person, it's then possible for me. And the beautiful thing about being a human being, that's hilarious, being a human being. The beautiful thing is we have the power to calibrate the story that fits our personal journey. You can actually listen to my story and go, ooh, I now want to envision myself attracting this unique thing that I like. Uh, Or I can envision myself being in that particular circumstance with the details that suit me. Your mind will automatically calibrate. Your imagination is incredibly powerful. And then what happens when you start to imagine? Imagination is automatically you connected to source. So it's a powerful, powerful thing. The first story I want to share with you is something quote unquote small, because if you understand manifestation, you know it doesn't know the difference between our perception of something small and our perception of something big. But in order to really and truly communicate to you effectively, I want to make sure that I touch on what we view as something small, because you will be surprised at how many of these manifestations you've probably had. You just took it for granted. So the first story has to do with my husband, and he manifested something to do with a beautiful new sport that he's now interested in pursuing. If you don't already know, my husband is an actor stuntman. If you want to know a little more about it, you can listen to it on episode one. But when he's not working as an actor stuntman or director, he is the first person to go outside, pray for really good weather, and play some kind of sport. His go-to in California was waking up super early in the morning to go surfing, Or he would go to the beach and play beach volleyball. That's his other big thing. But regardless, if someone comes up to him and said, hey, do you want to go rock climbing? Do you want to play football? Do you want to play basketball? He will be the first person to say, hail yes. And he'll hope that it is outdoors with beautiful sun. But recently, he started golf and he loved it. And funnily enough, because he has a long list of hobbies and he loves every sport, spending money 
on every single one of his interests starts to compound, right? It starts to build up. So the moment he started realizing he loved golf, he didn't necessarily want to spend yet another hundreds of dollars for that, right? So he actually told a colleague and a friend of his that he was interested. And of course, beautiful synchronicity started to happen. This particular colleague and friend also loved to play golf and started driving him to the range weekly. But because he didn't have a golf set, he sort of said, well, this is something I need to invest in. And lo and behold, yet another synchronicity, this particular colleague and friend said, well, just so you know, I have a spare golf set that I had won. I don't know how he won it necessarily, but he had one sitting in his living room that no one was using. And so he said, go for it, take it. I don't need it. So here's manifestation. Number one, he gets an entire golf set off the bat, but here's the more fun part of the story. As he got that golf set, he realized, wow, it came with this beautiful leather, very heavy golf bag and he tried to use it on a couple of occasions where he would go to the range he would cart it from the car to the range from the range back and it just was it was hard right it wasn't particularly convenient in fact nowadays everybody's using something more streamlined it was lighter it looks more modern and so for practical purposes he thought okay this is something I need to look into So he decided to go on his phone to search for it, perhaps a secondhand one that still looked brand new, yada, yada. And he had set a particular budget for it. He said, you know what? I think I'm only going to pay 40 bucks for one. And I thought 40 bucks for a streamlined modern golf club bag. I mean, is that even possible? And he was like, well, we'll see. Before I knew it, in the same day, he was texting furiously back and forth. And I thought, who are you texting with? And he said, well, I think I found a guy who has a bag pretty much brand new. And he just confirmed that he's okay with $40. And I thought, that's bizarre. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, he just put out the ad. And I thought, what? He just put out the ad as you were about to look for it? He said, yeah. And on top of that, he just wants to get rid of it. So hence, he agreed on $40. And so I said, okay. So after they made the agreement, there was another thing to be thought of. Meaning, because we lived in New York City, we don't have a car. (laughs) So a lot of the time, because our neighborhood is small, it's a beautiful family-based neighborhood, it's quiet, it's actually one of the main reasons why I moved to Sunnyside. It's across the river from Times Square when I was working on Broadway, and it took me merely 15 to 20 minutes to go home, which was convenient, but I also got a bit of peace and quiet, and I also got some nature, because this is a beautiful family-based neighborhood, but it also means that Anytime there's an ad and someone's selling something and they're active, most of the time you won't find them in this neighborhood. A lot of the time you'll find them in Brooklyn, which is pretty far from Queens or downtown Manhattan. And so we thought, well, that's going to be 
you know, a little tricky to go on the subway and cart it back and forth. And so he asked the guy, well, where are you? Because I'm going to have to find a way to pick it up. And the guy said, well, I am in Sunnyside. And he listed the address. And I remember watching my husband's face in absolute awe because he said, honey, I'm going to walk out the door right now and cross the street because the guy selling the golf bag is literally across the street from us. He works at this deli that we pass daily. And I mean, if I look out my window right now, I could see that store. I, to me, that is a powerful manifestation story because a lot of components within this story came together within a day. A lot of the time we start to assume things and we start to play into the linear concepts of time. And we also begin to get in our own way. We start to create resistance on how things should happen. Meaning if my husband had created resistance on how much the bag should cost or probably would cost because it's really rare in society to get it for $40, right? Or what are the odds that it would be $40 brand new in <laughs> with the availability of, well, I can open the door, cross the street, pick it up, come back home. A lot of these things happen because we didn't place preciousness or resistance to that outcome. I think if my husband were to put a lot of resistance on it, like, well, I need this to happen by next week. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to do this. Or, well, I think it's going to be really impossible to cart something like this. You know, if it's not something you can put in a bag and hop on a subway, that's a whole other thing. If he had second-guessed himself and his intuitive downloads and he caused resistance, his behavior would be different. Think about this now when it comes to manifestation. When you get a download to buy something or when you get a download to do something, if you're not getting in your own way, you have to trust that somebody else is getting the same download to sell the thing, right? To provide you the opportunity to do the thing. And this guy probably didn't have resistance on selling his golf bag. Because if he had resistance on it, like, well, who would buy it? How would I find the person in a neighborhood that is small to pick it up, right? Maybe that person who buys it may need a car. If he had placed resistance, the timing and the frequency in which they tap in would be totally different. They wouldn't be on the same frequency level. But because both of them were so intuitively just, well, I need to sell my golf bag or I need to purchase one, because they didn't have resistance on that, they rode the waves of that frequency and boom, everything happened in beautiful harmony. And I think the biggest takeaway on this story is to trust that all the components, especially if you are inspired to experience this, you have to trust that all the components will fall into place for your highest good. 
The next story I want to share with you is one of mine. If you don't already know, I was actually born in Singapore, but I was raised in Australia. So I moved to Australia when I was around six and I stayed there for my developmental years all the way up until the end of high school. And the systems there were a little bit different. So I actually graduated the moment I turned 17 because I was a year end baby. And so my entire year end of high school, I was 16. Now, why am I telling you age? Because age is important to this story. Throughout my years in Australia, I was in a beautiful, amazing school called St. Hilda's. And it was a girls' school, yes, but they were amazing when it came to entertainment. They had a lot of opportunities for their students to participate in stages and in theater. They put on their own productions. They had art festivals. And because of that, I had amazing opportunities presented to me. And through those opportunities, I learned very quickly on that I wanted to be an actor-singer. And so the moment I finished high school, it was a no-brainer. I wanted to be studying under top world-renowned program leaders that were teaching in this really, really well-known university called WAPA, WA Academy of Performing Arts. But here's the skinny. Because of the school system, I ended up graduating when I just turned 17 and a lot of these universities only take you in when you're 18 and more importantly because the schools are very well known right I mean it's known to produce celebrities like Hugh Jackman they are very strict on who they accept into the school. Not only age was an issue, it was more about experiences. And although I had experiences in primary school and high school, they're not necessarily experiences you would put on your resume. And so, you know, hey-ho, catch-22, welcome to life. But toward the end of high school, what I didn't foresee was that my parents wanted to move back to Singapore. And so the moment that happened, it was pack your bags, pack up the house, and let's go. And I had a really hard time transitioning because, you know, yes, I was born in Singapore. Singapore is my home, but I didn't necessarily feel connected to that country or to the people there. I looked like them, but I felt like I was a fish out of water. And I wasn't talking like how I am now. I had the strongest Australian Aussie accent, okay? And so it was literally like, pluck a leaf out of this tree and try to mix it with another one. That's a really bizarre analogy, but you know what I mean. And so when I went back, I remember my mother saying, hey, look, I know you're upset. I know you're having a hard time, especially because, you know, you had to leave all your friends too, who are now going into the same universities. They're experiencing bars for the first time together. Um, She said, in order to get your mind off things, and I know you want to be in WAPA at some point, you still need to A, get some experience outside of school and B, wait until you are age appropriate. (laughs) And so she said, why don't we stay, get to know Singapore again, and maybe take a one-year drama course to 
you know, get more experience under your belt before you go back to Australia and maybe audition for WAPA. So that was the initial plan. And I think the moment we set a goal, I felt a lot better. I felt more in my skin. I started envisioning the possibilities again. And once I did that, I remember just thinking, just go with the flow, you know, because you don't know anything about this country that in essence is your home. But I was learning a lot of things from scratch. I just thought, well, let's see how it goes. And before I knew it, if my memory serves me, the moment we made that decision, I remember my mom had a a clinic checkup one day and she brought me to a little food court and it wasn't a food court that we would go to often. It was just convenient. And because we went there to have lunch, right across the street was an art school. And she said, oh, I heard that this art school is really great. And since it's across the street, why don't we take a look at a one-year course that you can perhaps take? And I thought, why not? The moment we crossed the street, we entered into the reception. The receptionist said, well, there's a new program available to you today. In fact, it was brought all the way from Australia, and it is under Dennis Fallington and Leith Taylor, quote-unquote, or a.k.a., the exact program leaders that I wanted to be under. And they decided to bring this particular musical theater program to Singapore to make it international, aka the exact program that I wanted to be in through WAPA. And so I remember staring at the receptionist who thought I was a little bit crazy because I'm pretty sure I stared at her for a really long time. I was just gobsmacked. I didn't really understand what was happening in my physical reality at that moment. And then I looked at my mom, who was equally gobsmacked, and she was like, is is this not exactly who you wanted to be under? And is this not exactly the program you wanted to go through? But don't they teach that? in Australia, in WAPA, why are they here? (laughs) And the receptionist said, well, they decided to start up an international program this year. They're about to hold auditions in a couple of weeks. It's not too late. Do you want to sign up? And I thought, uh, yes. Yes, I do. Do you have a pen? And she gave me a pen and lo and behold, we were there for the next hour filling out really, really intricate applications um, on who I was, why I was interested, um, experiences I had. And, you know, of course, I was still worried about that because you can move a program and you can move the program leaders, but they still had a particular standard. So long story short, I did the audition they accepted purely because it was a new pro- new international program. So even if the program's the same, they were trying a new formula, a new format. And because it was in Singapore in a school that they weren't necessarily familiar with, they agreed to take me on even though I was underage. And that was it. It was one of the toughest, most challenging, amazing experience I could have ever had. Uh... I also remember going into Dennis's office one day and he was on the phone to Hugh Jackman. He was like, all right, Hugh, send my love to your wife. And I just thought, ah, 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 that would be so great to just love you. 
<laughs> it was really, really funny. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if I had told you off the bat or started the story with, well, my plan to do XYZ Uh, to be under these Australian program leaders is to first travel to a totally different country to then have lunch and go across the street to then apply for the same program that, as far as I know, is only available in WAPA, you would go, you are crazy. But when you're meant to fulfill something and you are so clear on what you want, as a human being, not clear intellectually. You just know you are meant to do the thing. The universe has your back. And a lot of the time, like the example with my husband, when you get that download and certain things happen in your life or your family, because we're all interconnected, right? Law of oneness. And your family goes, well, I think this is the right time to move to Singapore. Even if it defies every logical explanation, you have to trust that it is for your highest good. If my family did not move to Singapore, I would have lost that chance. I probably would have spent another couple of years training to get into WAPA because that's already a well-established school. And by the time I trained to get into WAPA, those program leaders wouldn't be there. They would have been in Singapore. So the biggest takeaway for you From these two stories, whether it's about needing a little component, a little thing that's going to create a better experience within your opportunity, or whether that's to manifest all of these major components together so that you can have a major experience at hand, whatever it is, the common denominator is allowing, is the lack of resistance, is to avoid the need for absolute control. Because every time we try to control every single component in life through our limited mind, it usually knocks us off balance. It puts us in misalignment. Suddenly we're no longer riding that frequency and we're creating different steps, different actions. Because the thing you have to understand is yes, the universe has your back and your higher intelligence connected to source, as you can tell from my last story, will be able to bring together all of the necessary components that is for your highest good. But we all have free will. So if you are placing or wanting a particular desire, but you're always in resistance in regards to how it should happen, then the universe can't help but continuously have to adjust to that resistance, right? So if I'm creating different actions, or maybe I decided not to follow my family to Singapore and stay in Australia, the universe is going to have to adjust to my free will. And it's going to have to continuously go, oh, oh, well, that's not working. Well, we're going to have to find another good school for her because and maybe different program leaders or maybe something else has to happen in order for her to live out that desire if she stops getting in the way. So if there's nothing else, trust the process, surrender to the process, know that when you are inspired to be someone, do something, you will 
receive inspired actions that will take you to where you need to be. And if those inspired actions take you to a place that defies all logic, trust it, surrender to it, and know that elsewhere in this universe is, you know, everyone else involved are getting downloads to help this circumstance out. And all the things and the components are being weaved together for you without you having to necessarily lift a finger to make it all happen. Because these opportunities and all the components involved are bigger than us. Our only job is to absorb the information, feel excited about that information, and make sure that we take inspired action toward that vision. That's it. And if that inspired action makes zero sense, i.e. my husband one day said, oh, I'm really, really tired of sending emails. I don't know how to find an angel investor. Here's another little tiny story. He was so frustrated that he couldn't find who he needed for his business that all of a sudden my dog came into the room, pawed at him, and he said, fine, I actually do need a break. I think I need to just trust that inspired action to go outside and, and breathe some fresh air, even though he was playing into the, well, I don't really have time, but let me do it anyway. They went to the park together. My dog saw another dog. They got along. It was like a brother from another mother. The owner and my husband ended up talking. And before they knew it, my husband said, well, it's really nice to meet you. What do you do? And this guy said, I'm an angel investor. And the rest is history. So trust in your higher intelligence. Trust in your inspired actions. And know that the universe has your back. All right, my beautiful friends. So I only managed to fit two stories in in this episode. I didn't want this to become like an hour-long, ridiculously long episode. So what I'm going to do is do a part two because I have a couple of other stories to share. I really hope that that was a big takeaway for you as well as you being able to calibrate yourself into some of these stories so that you can also recognize the beautiful synchronicities of your own life, the power in which you've manifested in your life. This is a beautiful permission slip for you to remember how powerful you truly are and have been. I love you all and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Pragmatic Soul Searcher. If you enjoyed the episode, there are three ways you can support this podcast. One, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Two, you can take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your IG story. Just be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out. Three, simply share it with a friend in need and be a part of paying it forward. But until then, my name is Ellie Wang and I'll see you in the next one.